Hi everyone. Hi there. This is Holly. And Daniel. And you are listening to Halfway Saints. Um, for some reason, I almost stepped in with Halfway Saints, like we do it. <laughs> You're listening to. We should do it. Alternate words. Oh, Halfway Saints. That's why we don't do it that way. <laughs> uh, that was like the way to end any um. Any kind of like project or like oh, joint yeah. speech, you would just just alternate words. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm uh, Daniel and Holly. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's harder to understand the difference when you're doing both voices. <laughs> um, I remember in middle school, me and my friends used to make a lot of music videos together. I remember one uh, particularly good one was uh, to Skater Boy by mm. Avril Lavigne. And we did it around Meredith Weisler's swimming pool. Wait, can I ask a question? Would you actually record them? With video? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you would just, like, act out just the video. Just dance around? Yeah. No. Daniel, we were serious. We had scenes. Oh. Some of them were in the stairs, and some of them were in the swimming pool. <laughs> yeah, so obviously. two so two, two scenes. I think there was also part of it was in her playroom, too. Oh. It was pretty sweet. Nice. Mm-hmm. I, okay, so I said it was a vivid memory, but <laughs> it turns out not so vivid. I just remember something bad happened. Oh. Like someone got stung. Oh, by that a girl bee. died. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No, someone got stung by a bee or something. Oh, that's pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, in sixth grade, it's terrible. In sixth grade, it's not that bad. In like elementary school, when you don't know if they're allergic or not yet. Oh my gosh, I'm not talking about like bad, bad. I'm just saying like. Oh, we had to stop recording our music video <laughs> bad because <laughs> she got a bee sting. Jeez, uh, way to make it dramatic. I think it started off pretty dramatic. <laughs> uh, anywho. Anywho, that's what we've been doing on our Labor Day weekend is making music videos mm-hmm. to old boys to men songs. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, um, the other day, I don't know why, I've been really wanting to listen to DMX lately. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's been, like, doing lawn work to DMX. Well, yeah, so I was trimming the grass or getting the edges the other day, and I was like, I'm going to listen to some DMX. It's a lot rougher than I remember. Because <laughs> I think I would just listen to, like, the radio versions. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of bad words in there. <laughs> Mr. DMX, be ashamed of yourself. Why have you been saying um, X going, give it to me? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because it's really... Not a no, situation it, where that doesn't work. It comes up so often. Because <laughs> you don't stop. And... Oh, oh, boy. People are going to, like, who don't know DMX are going to, like, look him up and be horrified. <laughs> you also love the Wu-Tang Clan. I do like Wu-Tang. Yeah. They're pretty bad, too, right? Yeah. But I, <laughs> I didn't entertain any... Uh, what is it? Illusions about the content of their songs. No, that's true. Yeah. But I found out when Daniel gave me a little preview before he went out to work on the lawn, I discovered that I actually really liked DMX. They're good. It's just the content is not good. But that beat. <laughs> <laughs> that, that beat, though, is pretty good, right? <laughs> um, no, but I did like it. Mm-hmm. Um. So we are coming to you on the Sunday where St. Teresa of Calcutta has just been canonized. Mm-hmm. And her feast day is tomorrow. I know. I usually was they don't, at that. Usually, yeah. I think it may have just worked out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the 5th was the day of her death or what. Usually that's It was where, the day yeah. of her death. So they, it just worked out that. The Sunday. They didn't, do they always do canonizations? I think so. Canonizations. Canonizations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like my news feed all day today has just been Mother Teresa, which is awesome. Yeah. Because it's not only from Catholic things. Yeah. I mean, you forget she was, like, a very big figure before her death. Yeah. She was... And after, but, like... By, for, all, yeah. by everyone. And you were just saying that, like, NPR... Yeah, I listened to, like, two, like, flattering NPR stories about her, and I was like, what? Yeah, I mean, pretty yeah. miraculous. Oh! <laughs> Stole that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we have a new saint. Mm-hmm. And Jack, they had um, at the church where we went to mass this morning. They had little Saint Teresa holy cards, and Jack got one, um, and he's been carrying it around, just just calling her Teresa. First name basis <laughs> with her. Teresa. <laughs> he left her in the bathroom. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, 
But we actually have a rosary that was touched to her tomb. Mm-hmm. Which would be like, oh, I was going to say it would be a third-class relic. I think third-class relics are items that have been touched to a first-class. Right. Uh-huh. I don't think it works on a second or, or maybe not. I don't know. I don't Who know. knows? But it's still Who pretty knows? cool. It's still pretty cool. Fourth-class cool. relic, sure. if there were such a thing. Um, but, yeah, I feel pretty special that we have that. Yeah. Thank you, Kate. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Yeah. Jack's godmother. <laughs> So, yeah, big weekend. Mm-hmm. And they gave us Monday off for it. Oh, uh, yeah. Just kidding. It's Labor Day. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, I had, we had forgotten about Labor Day. Because Tuesday is the first day of school. Mm-hmm. So I we were just, like, in our office, we're kind of, like, things are crazy trying to get ready for the first day of school. Um, so I'd forgotten we'd get a day off on Monday. So it's perfect. Day. I'd been looking forward to it last week. Drug on for me. Yeah. Drug. You were on drugs last week. <laughs> No, it's dragged. <laughs> it dragged. Yeah, on. when you like brag and brag, <laughs> sag and sug. <laughs> it's an easy mistake to make. Okay, so it dragged on. <laughs> Just like hanging out with this guy. Um, no, so it dragged on, and I was just looking forward to Monday all week. Like this tomorrow, Monday. <laughs> <laughs> All week. And then on Thursday, I was like, oh, did you know I have Monday off? And I'm like, yeah, I know you have Monday off. I've been looking forward to this forever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm really excited for tomorrow, even though we have no plans. Well, we should have no plans. Well, it's Labor Day. Yeah. So don't work. Mm-hmm. But, Done. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. And the weather's been nice. So nice. Yeah, at the expense of, like, the rest of the country being submerged hurricane. by a hurricane it's been great in southeastern pennsylvania <laughs> it was like 75 and breezy Ooh, breezy yeah so nice. yesterday morning jack and i were at the playground for almost two hours straight no we, well we did a walk we went on a walk that went to the playground because mm-hmm. it was it was like 68 degrees so that's usually the limiting factor is i'm all sweaty and need to come inside <laughs> but so yeah it's been nice well needed rest yes definitely and it's a short work week I know. It's like a win-win. Yeah. But then we have a soccer game next weekend, so. Oh, you do? I told you about it. Dang it, I forgot. It's okay. You can come. Yeah, that's true. But is it at 8 a.m. again? No. It's okay. at like 3. Phew. And, yeah. Oh, that's a good time. Yeah. Planning our week, guys. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> if you have any suggestions for our weekend or our week, please let us know. Um, yeah, but that should yeah. be fun. Yeah, it will be fun. It will. So, yeah. So, if you're listening to this on Monday, happy Labor Day. Happy Feast of St. Teresa of Calcutta. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, so, jumping in. Jumping right in. Eight minutes. Jumping <laughs> right in. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I feel like that's average, though. They know what... People know, people know what they're getting when they click on us. I mean, yeah, you know who we are, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Little thing is that um, uh, I started listening to a new podcast called Among the Lilies. And I'm really excited for it. Okay. For all you ladies out there. It's for women who are tired of pretending and ready to be real. <laughs> um, I thought that was the real world. No. Uh, isn't it when people stop pretending and start getting real? Wasn't that the like tagline? Is it? Yeah. I don't she know. stole it. I don't know if she knows that she stole it. Oh, maybe. Maybe she did. That's like epic. But anyway, I really am excited for what it's going to do because I think that a lot of people... Women and moms especially um, struggle with that, and I'm excited for all the interviews and people that she will feature on the podcast, and it's called Among the Lilies. Oh, and it's Matt Frad's wife, Cameron, I think is her name, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really liked it, so check it out. Yeah. Follow it. It's only There's only one episode, so... It won't take you long to get caught up. Yeah, but I'm excited for it, and y'all should be too. Sorry, had a little <laughs> indigestion there. Oh boy! Whoa. Um, okay, so you might remember a few weeks ago we were not a few weeks ago. Geez, at the beginning of the summer, <laughs> we um went down to North Carolina and we stopped oh, in yeah. Richmond. Did like, you no. forget that we? I was like, why are we in Richmond? It was for their wedding. That was <laughs> no, last that was November. A year ago. No. no. Um. We went down to North Carolina. We stopped in Richmond, stayed with some friends um, on Saturday night. So Sunday morning, we went to Mass in Richmond. Um, then we found this parish that was a very nice parish. Um, they had a visiting priest. 
uh, and some of the parishioners we talked to afterward were like, made sure like that was a visiting priest, that's <laughs> not the regular priest. Because this parish actually resembled a, like a lot of. It looked a lot like our. It resembled parish. our parish here a lot. Over <laughs> <laughs> two. <Oprah, too. laughs> yeah. Um, but it was the feast of Corpus Christi, so Holly and I both really loved that feast, and we were like excited about it. And then in his homily, he kind of he kind of tanked it. I mean, did, like totally. And he it. talked about how his the, like whole thesis of his homily was. Uh, Jesus isn't just present in the Eucharist, he's present in all these other things. So the but, Eucharist doesn't really matter. Right, where it's like, no, the church has this feast to say, hey, let's pay attention to the, the physical presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. Anywho. Um, he, I roll. He opened it with this little anecdote story thing, um, and he asked questions, and people were supposed to answer him. I hate that. I know, me too. Yeah. Anyway, he uh, asked Whatever. When I was growing up, there was a set time you had to be at mass in order for it to count as you attending mass. And he like asked everyone, "When was it?" And everyone got it wrong. He said, "No, they. Some theologians figured it out. It's from the offertory up until the priest's communion." And it was like his point was like, "Oh, that's so silly that like you have to nail it down and say, okay, if you're here for this part, you attend mass." And he explained it in sort of like a. His intention was to show like, oh, look how legalistic and. Um, in the weeds the church the used to be church. yeah um so we told him to take his 1970s theology and get out get the heck out of no. here um but so i've been thinking about that a lot lately because um he almost undoes he undermines his own argument in a way because if you're thinking about why the offertory through communion and the offertory is really when the, um, what we would call the liturgy of the Eucharist begins. Yeah, so can you tell me what the offertory it's is? It's like the, the opening sort of... Um, it's when the men walk around with the basket. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I mean, no, it's the prayer right after that. Okay, got it. Yeah, after the like gifts are like received and that kind of thing. Um, when you stand up. Yeah. Um, so that's basically when like the beginning of the consecration begins and it ends when the priest receives communion. And the reason is, is because it's not a valid mass unless the priest celebrating receives the body and blood of Christ. So it ends at the beginning of the consecration ends at someone receiving communion, which is it the It begins priest. at the beginning. Of Sorry. It begins at that. So it's kind of like a very profound theological point that they said here is sort of the essence of the mass. If you're here for this, you've you've participated in what the mass is. Because in order for mass to have been celebrated and the sacrifice of um, Calvary been represented, um, someone has to only someone and only one person has to receive communion. And that's the priest. And that has just gotten me thinking about the the communal nature of the church and not like collective salvation, but the fact that we're saved as the body of Christ, not as a bunch of individuals. So for mass to take place, the priest offers a sacrifice on our behalf and he has to receive communion. Does that, does that make sense? Am I explaining it? Yeah, it doesn't it? matter if we take communion. Right. It doesn't matter if... If four people take communion or if 70 people take communion, it only matters that the priest is taking the communion because he is taking the body and blood of Christ for us. And offering that sacrifice on our behalf. Exactly. Um, and such as has gotten me thinking a lot about really what it means to be the body of Christ. I feel this term gets thrown out a lot. And it's one of those terms that just gets overused and loses meaning. Mm-hmm. And especially, um, I feel like there's a lot of uh, bad mass songs about the body of christ oh yeah oh man (laughs) it's like a very like wishy-washy kind of like oh we're all one body we're all in it together which is true but it's also like i don't think and saint paul talks about the body of christ a lot i don't think he's using it in a very flippant way i think he's using it in a very serious way like we are christ's body like we are it on earth Mm -hmm. it's not like we the the body like a some sort of elected body a representative body you know mm-hmm. like it's it's his physical body in the sense that we're physically here yes and that each part of it is like 
completely essential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you can't just, like, not have part of your body. You can't just all be eyeballs. Although, do you remember <laughs> there was a villain on Power Rangers who was just eyeballs? Ew, do you remember that? No. Are you we serious? had a little action figure, and you press a button on the back, and eyeballs, some of the eyeballs would shoot out. <laughs> Pretty sure that's what St. Paul is talking about, you can't just be eyeballs. I'm surprised I don't remember that. It's a huge Power Ranger. You man. were? Huge. Oh, I was, man. I always wanted to be the pink one, but then Kelly always wanted oh, to be the yellow the, one. All the girls wanted to be the pink one, because there's only two girls on the show. But Kelly always made me be the yellow one. Your friend Kelly. Kelly? <laughs> no, I was... <laughs> To people who don't know who Kelly right. is, yes. She was my friend. Was she, though? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I just think that's kind of pretty cool and interesting. And it serves as a reminder that we know, none of us achieve salvation individually. Well, we don't achieve salvation. We don't. None of us are saved individually. God's not like, all right, you, 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 and you. Mm-hmm. He's searching for his body. Christ is searching for his body on earth. And, you know, your salvation is dependent upon your participation as a member of that body. And I know, you know, you're like, give me funny faces when no. I say your salvation is dependent upon something. No, I'm not. I'm digesting this information. Well, for we, whatever we ate reason, dinner a little while ago. No. Holly's still digesting. No, for whatever reason, this concept is really hard for me to grasp. I don't know if it's just me or what. So I'm just taking it a little second to digest okay. what you're saying. Okay. That So, like, the parts of the body, like, as we are the body of Christ, um, not, like, the finger of the body is not, um, like, what you're saying with the eyeballs. Let's mm-hmm. go back to eyeballs. Okay. <laughs> um, that in and of itself is useless. Like, you have to have the whole body. Right. So, like, as individuals in the church, like, we don't mean any... We don't mean nothing <laughs> until we are together as one body in the church. Is that what you mean? No, I meant more of our our value is as a part of a body rather than an individual member. Yeah, so we lose ourselves. Yes. Like, we don't lose our individuality, but... Because we are still... <laughs> We're still <laughs> Holding up one finger... <laughs> So we you have not like that... our unique uh, traits and gifts and right. talents to bring to the church, but that we don't look to ourselves for validation and um, affirmation and whatnot. We look for our value as a church. It's more of like we shouldn't think, here's what I need to do to get to heaven. It's more of like being a part of this church is how I get to heaven. So it's not yes, like I'm going. like that. <laughs> So it's not like, I need to go to Mass. I need to do this. I need to do that. It's sort of, how am I participating in the life of the church? And sort of, how am I being Christ's body? How am I serving others, serving those around me, serving those in need? Yes. It's a, a, the trouble is when you look too individually. Yes. And I think that's where um, this big... And real, can I make one point? Yeah, because I forgot what it was. Okay, good. Think about it. Um, so what the the priest, um, who is tri- the priest of the, of the parish in Richmond, he was almost saying, um, what do you get from it as an individual? I feel like that's sort of what his homily was saying. Like, uh, you're just showing up to watch the priest get communion. What do you get out of that? Whereas really, you're participating in a representation of the eternal sacrifice of Jesus. Right. You know, and that priest is offering that for you. So it's almost like he un- he undermines his point. Because yeah, it don't make no sense. Yeah. Truth don't, truth that ain't truth don't make no sense. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say was that um, it's our trust in the fact that, like, our our church has been instituted by Christ. The sacraments were all given to us by Christ um, to get us to heaven and get us to him closer to him so whenever we look too inward on ourselves at those things it does become this um checklist of sorts Mm -hmm. of like what can i do where it's really more of an organic communal family nature of the church where you just um live so deep within it and 
organically you are brought closer to Christ because it essentially is Christ right within her. And it's also Christ creates a communal church. Christ mm-hmm. didn't have the 12 apostles go out and be, you know, desert dwellers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and there is, you know, a tradition of hermits and, but even then there's a spiritual connection to the body through Christ. Right. Like I remember one of our friends like sent an email or something and then signed it, see you in the Eucharist. And you mm-hmm. thought that was really cool. I did. And I, I have thought about that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Then. And I, I kind of don't understand it anymore. I don't know if I lost it. Well, no, that like through, we're all participating in that one sacrifice. So in that moment, we're all communing with one another. Got it. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't grasp, put my head around it. But it's okay. You got a lot of things on your plate. I mean, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, but the church is meant to be communal. We're supposed to uh, have disciples and form disciples and it's not supposed to be an individual effort. You know, there weren't, we didn't get uh, salvation handbooks handed out and we go off and figure out how to do them. It's through a community. Definitely. And the and the the Jews in a lot of the Old Testament talks about, I forget who it is, like Isaiah or one of the prophets um, like laments and apologizes for his generation because there's sort of a belief that Israel is going to be saved as a body. Mm-hmm. So even though whoever the prophet was, it was a good and holy man. He's a part of this diseased body. And so he's begging for mercy on behalf of that. Because mm. there's a sense that, like, God isn't going to save Israel. Israel is not doing very well right now. And I'm a part of Israel, so I'm not doing well right now. Yeah. And I think if we, like, looked at the church that way, that would be very helpful. It'd Especially be transformative. Yeah, because there's a lot of divisions at least in the the church in America and throughout the world, there's sort of just geographical and political differences. But in the church in America, there's divisions between people who prefer certain things and liturgical differences. And And there, I mean, and I would say there's, there's some people who are, I don't know. They're, I don't know why they're Catholic. Uh, They seem to dislike the church very much. So I'm not sure why they're Catholic, but just ask Archbishop Shapu about that. Um, (laughs) He, oh, I was going to say. Oh, I'm sorry. I oh, threw God. you off. You derailed me. No, no. It's fine. Um, that with those, anyone who loves the church and loves Jesus, I believe there's that common ground that whatever sort of, um, not cosmetic differences, but like differences in opinion or focus, things that aren't sort of defined um, by the church, that we we have to like sort of work together and that we... We can't just say, well, that half of the church, who needs them? I'm going to have my own half of the church. Because mm-hmm. we really are one body, and we should be one body. And again, that's different if, you know, some people are uh, dissenting from church teaching or promoting something that is not truth. That's kind of different. Yeah, like heresies can't be tolerated. But um, I think that they're also, like, like what we've always said is that, like, um, the Lord made us, and so we have things within ourselves that we should embrace because they lead us cro- closer to Him. Uh, we've always said that about like family and stuff, mm-hmm. but also we have differences in preferences or differences in like what you were saying. What did you call them? Like um, more surface level things, cosmetic, cosmetic uh, situations with the church. Where I think that's like good. Um, It challenges us to be a better church. Like, if we were all in total agreement, then we wouldn't grow. We wouldn't get, become better. It's good to challenge and and converse with one another to become closer to one another. I mean, in some cases, <laughs> there is right and there is wrong. But, like, right. um, there also needs to be dialogue. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. So- Dialogue guided by the whole, guided by prayer and the Holy Spirit and rooted in tradition, I think. Oh, for sure. Worse. It's within <laughs> well, the I think, church. Well, dialogue is kind of like a, a trap word that a lot of people use for dissent. Okay. Like, why I can't don't... we dialogue about this? You know? So. Okay. I didn't mean that. <laughs> what I meant is that, like, it's, it's good to have disagreements as long as they are. Within what is, what we're allowed to have, not allowed, but on situations that are not defined. 
Yeah. So you can't say, oh, I think it's fine to believe Mary wasn't a virgin because that's been defined by the church. Right. But you could say, oh, I think mass should be celebrated with the priest facing away from the people. Mm -hmm. Or I think the priest should face the people. I think those are differences that are both sort of valid and there's points uh, either way. I think there's a little more towards one than the other. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so on things like that. Yeah, that's what I mean. I do not mean about things that are not... Or that are defined by the church. Yes. Yeah. I, I have a heretic button on the wall. It's almost about to hit it, and they're going to come get Holly. <laughs> come get me. <laughs> uh, so in thinking about this, how, how should this change the way we live out our lives as Catholics? Maybe we could start specifically with marriage, because we're, um, we're somewhat familiar with, with marriage somewhat. at this point. <laughs> well, it's like what we said a couple podcasts ago, like... Um, we are one body. You and I are one. And we get to mirror the church in that way, that mm-hmm. we are one flesh. Um, and so if you are, I think, okay, so it's hard to talk just about marriage. I had something really good to say about the whole church. Oh, go, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Marriage. We'll come back. <laughs> but in the whole church, I think it, if we were to focus on this more, it would bring a lot more compassion into our parishes. Because mm-hmm. if we... Um, see us as one body and if we're all working towards this one goal towards holiness and towards the kingdom then we would be pulling everyone along with us Mm -hmm. um and if we cared for one another in the way that we really should if we saw someone struggling or if we saw someone um you know living out things that weren't in church teaching or um would be leading them toward death we should love them enough to to pull them along and, and bring bring them back in. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in the same way with marriage, if I see that you're struggling or that you're suffering um, or something, I I need to lift you back up and to bring you back into uh, his grace and his mercy Mm -hmm. and to point you back there. Whether it be with marriage, it's I'm closer to to you, but in a lot of ways, sometimes it can only be through prayer where we can do that. But um, with you, I would talk you about it (laughs) okay don't whisper go ahead (laughs) uh that's all um well no i was thinking how silly it would be to say that one person has a happy marriage and the other one doesn't two people married to one another like that's kind of impossible yeah like the husband yeah yeah, i get it (laughs) (laughs) you're so unimpressed okay say it again (laughs) (laughs) that in a marriage it's impossible for one person to have a successful marriage and the other one not to you know, if I were to yeah. say, yes, I'm happily married, Holly, no, she's not happily married. Yeah, you know, it's that impossible. Does, yeah, it doesn't yeah. make sense. So Wow, that's really brilliant. <laughs> oh I'm going to play that back. It really sounds <laughs> condescending. I was, I was being silly, mm-hmm. but it, it was a very good so, point. I yeah, love thanks. you. I, I love you. You're doing great. You know, you might be proving this theory wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, but no, that we... We have to kind of be in it together as a body. It's we're in or we're out. I think that's reflective mm. of the church. Like the church is it or the church isn't, you know, that's... with all of its difficulty. And it's not that we both need to be perfect. It's that we both need to be committed to to our marriage and to making it better. Like what the, the prophet that we can't remember who it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Isaiah. Someone, I dare you to correct me. <laughs> Nine out of ten times it's Isaiah. There's, he's... He's pretty big. Yeah. He's pretty big. <laughs> but um, like what you were saying with him, that uh, he was doing okay, but Israel was not. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, he was not doing okay mm-hmm. um, in the and same I, way. And I think of like being at a parish that's like lukewarm and you kind of like, oh, well, I'm okay, you know? Yeah. And it's like, and it is difficult because there's not, there's limits to what you can do as one person but i think it's sort of the attitude of and here's here's the thing the attitude is am i praying for my fellow catholics and christians or am i sort of putting up walls and Mm -hmm. saying i'm just going to focus on myself or being like no there's two options (laughs) being a little entitled yeah that can happen real fast because if you think about it if there's um someone who has a different opinion than you and you're just you make it an us and them thing then that creates resentment and you're both sinning because you're both 
you know, shutting yeah, off one know, another. Then no one's getting to heaven. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so I think looking at marriage and family, it it makes a lot more sense that you can within your family, your like domestic church, if one member is hurting, it affects everyone a lot more. Because mm-hmm. like, if you're not happy, I'm not happy. If Jack isn't happy, no one's happy. Ain't nobody happy. <laughs> um, but, and then like, it's, it is physically true. If you're in a bad mood, I, I cannot be in a good mood while you're in a bad mood and it frustrates you. Cause then I just try to get you out of the bad mood. I know the whole Daniel time. is so, uh, the right word empathetic compassionate i just keep saying that word compassionate it's just my word of the week this week it is but um that if i ever am in any kind of bad mood he just like immediately gets tries to get me out of it and sometimes it makes me and that makes her really mad (laughs) he's like making jokes and tickling me and i'm like get that sounds terrible (laughs) but sometimes it works (laughs) But, no, I mean, it's, like, a very good quality to have. But mm-hmm. when you're stubborn like me. Um, but, yeah, and I think when you look at a family that isn't functioning well. Mm-hmm. I was going to say dysfunctional. I was like, oh, that'll make people feel bad. So I said not functioning well because <laughs> it's way better. Way better. Totally. <laughs> um, it's, it's when individuals say, I'm just going to worry about myself. You know, mm-hmm. I'll tolerate. I'll just, like, sit through dinner, eat my dinner, and then go in my room. Mm-mm. And, yeah, so when with our children, with our family, I think we kind of, we would never want that to happen because that's not the sign of a healthy family and, and a healthy body. And I mean, so the family really is so important. I mean, Three Dogs North was just talking about this. I haven't finished their latest episode, but this I think that's a big mm. thesis of what they're talking about. It could blow it in the fourth quarter. Maybe a terrible <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you haven't finished it. It's true, but I'm sure that they didn't. But um, just how the family really is the core of society. Mm-hmm. But that um, the church is made up of families, and we are one big family as well. And, like, that's why we call them father, mm-hmm. you know. And um, we just need a model of family, not only within our own domestic churches, but within the larger church to mm-hmm. kind of live out this body of Christ thing to really care for one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. I mean, like the Lord taught us this to speak to each other in a familial sense so that we would understand this. And I think we've just gotten a little um, numb to it mm-hmm. where like to be true brothers and sisters is to, to, to care in a sacrificial way for one another Yeah, and to make sure that the other is um, in right relationship with Christ. Yeah. And I think, a big issue with some parishes is that it, it you could not know anyone at your parish. Yeah. Yeah, you could be a faithful Catholic, but you just go to Mass and leave afterward, and you're not really, there's not really communion there. There is in sort of a, a yeah. literal sense, but in, well, I won't say literal, but like... In an uh, eternal sense. Yeah. I, try, I don't know what the right word to say. Technically there's communion but yeah. there really isn't communion and it's i think that's kind of the trouble with some of the some of the troubles with parishes is they get so big and you really can't have a parish with you know 1500 families and everyone knows each other no but i do think that if like a huge parish like that could still have uh could still model this i don't think that it can only be modeled in um small parishes like, you don't have to no- necessarily know everyone's name to care for them truly. Yeah, that's true. But there is something to be said for that actual interaction and actual community. Definitely. I don't think that... Like, cause No you... one should feel alone at a parish of 1,500 people. They all should just be in relationship with one another. But I, but I think that's very hard to do. Like, it is. I don't think I'm our not... brain... I, think I just don't think it's like... impossible. I think our brain, I remember reading somewhere, your brain can only maintain a certain number of actual relationships with people. Like, you only have enough brain space. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So I think there is kind of a a limit. And think about it. If you, you know, just with time and memory, like, you can only have so many friends that you keep up with. 
you know. Yeah. That's kind of why when you go off to college, you lose touch with some of the, like, your lesser friends. Lesser friends, yeah. Well, I guess that's t- that, too, is why, I mean, new churches pop up. It's because the other ones got too big. Right. Because the priest, like, that's the thing. That was the big thing. Is that one priest can't have a that, like, close relationship yeah. with 1,500 families. Which is why one of our kids or one of our sons needs to be a priest. Yes, we, then can we go don't... on vacation. Exactly. Can... <laughs> <laughs> you already said it. It's so easy to model it in the family. It's true. It's true. Um, but oh, what was I was going to say. I, der- I was trying to derail you, and I derailed myself. <laughs> um, Serve you right. <laughs> no, but that uh, there there needs to be a better sense of community and to know that we are a body. Yeah, and I, I think that's tough to do. And I know I remember when we started going to the parish we are now, you just kept saying, I love that we see so many of our friends around us. Mm-hmm. And, and our we... friend, uh, she always leaves Mass. Like, she wasn't going there very often, and then she started coming again, and she left Mass and was like, I just, I know people here. I actually know people here. Yeah. Um, but I think that sometimes you can get really lost in this, like, new, modern way of thinking of community and like being like yeah community we're oh, all yeah, about we're community. facebook friends we're totally that's not oh sorry <laughs> that's not what I meant. go on what were you gonna say holly um now we're really into this whole like community live authentic like that thing but we miss the um the core message which is about family mm-hmm. um and, like, community, I feel like, can very easily be, look how many friends I have. Mm. Versus um, look at, not look at at all. More like, I care for this many people. I would I would lay my life down for this many people. So, or not for this many. It just it isn't so quantitative. Yeah. I feel like whenever I... I just used to get really caught up in community, and I felt like the more friends I had, the better at community I was. Right, whereas it's how deep are your relationships with others. Exactly. Quality over quantity. Always. <laughs> but it is, uh, so how do you fix that? How do you remedy that? Go to the, the coffee hour after Mass? Yeah. Oh, no, it is. Donuts. You, you stand up and shake hands before Mass. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which is, that, that's, uh, that is that is very well-intentioned, and I get the point, but it's... I don't think that really we works. We like more reverence before right. mass. If you like, we don't want to offend anybody. But I just don't like. I don't think I've ever felt more connected to someone because I shook their hand before mass. No, but I really do appreciate it when people come up to us after mass mm-hmm. and talk to us about our our beautiful children, beautiful who, children who are so well our, behaved, our colorful children <laughs> during mass. No, but I really I appreciate that much more after mass than mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Um. And we yeah. need to do that more. We don't, you and I need to do that more. You know what? No. <laughs> here's the thing. I have seen, whenever we go to that, that other parish. Um... Which will not be named St. <laughs> <Saint> Voldemort's. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've been going to this one parish. And both times we went there, because, okay, we're going around. Mass times are a little wacky right now. It depends right on the kids' naps, so we don't always go to our parish. And if they wake up at 5.30 a.m., our morning's going to look a little bit different than if they wake up at 7. Mm-hmm. So um, we went to this other one a couple times, and both times I saw, like, young, cool guys. And I was like, note to self. <laughs> get, get their digits. <laughs> no. No. But I was like, we should go talk to them after mass. Um, we should tell them about our parish. <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> no, but um, them. But we should go introduce ourselves because they're like cool, young, hip guys, mm-hmm. and you don't see like, you definitely don't see cool, young, hip people at mass all mm-hmm. the time. But definitely not guys. Yeah. Um, and so like I wanted to go talk to them after mass, and they both like scurried out of there and left before I could even say hi. So. Uh, I they probably intentions. ran from this crazy lady with two kids in toes, <laughs> in tow, running at him. No, I really did want to meet them, and they left. Yeah. Um, and I think because it's just not an atmosphere of, like, it's either, no, there's, like, no opportunity to kind of interact with others, or it's sort of, like, a very contrived kind of, like, trite, like, oh, let's go drink some instant coffee and a stale know. donut, you know? Mm-hmm. There's not, like, a real opportunity for 
community. Her encounter. Yeah. Where... Okay. So I'm sifting through a lot of stuff in my head right now. The answer... Okay. Hold on. <laughs> Start with the answer, then ask the question. It's like Jeopardy. I really like what... <laughs> Sorry, that was a funny joke. I'm, I just told you I'm sifting through a okay, lot of sorry, my head right sorry. now. I did not even, I barely even listened to what you just said. Um, I really love what our parish has done for young adults and mm-hmm. that a bunch of our friends have helped uh, form. And it's just a really simple, go, like, adoration, spending time before the Lord and then a meal afterward. Mm-hmm. I think that coffee and donuts is a great is a great thing. I look forward to it every month. <laughs> Holly's like, is it the third Sunday yet? <laughs> it's like September third. Like September, yeah. And I think it's Hospitality Sunday. Anyway, it's also September fourth today. Yeah. <laughs> we both said third. I didn't say third. You're the only you. No, you said third. I well, said it's the third Sunday. Oh, okay. okay. Um. But I really like it. But I think that there's something to be said about a shared meal at. A separate time from mass because like mass it's hard it's an aftermath like you kind of want to like the boys are crazy it's mm-hmm. hard and um i don't know it's just like you've already been there for an hour yeah so sometimes mass and coffee afterward is difficult but if you have like a separate time over a meal mm-hmm. of just casual conversation i think that that like and around a priest mm-hmm. or i think it's it's really, really great if you could have a priest there. Um, but who is, a, you know, a spiritual father. Mm-hmm. Who is, like, you know, giving his life to his parish. Um, I think that we have seen a lot of fruit come from that um, in our parish and in our young adult community. It's really flourished because of that. That was a very long way to say that. I hope that I made any sense. I think so. But it's interesting because we've, in our little young adult community, have, like, recently, like, talked about it and are doing kind of a reset because we've kind of gotten away from having from trying to foster our community and it was more of like when should we do these events and how yeah it got to be really um logistical Mm -hmm. so we were like worrying about meals and worrying about like who's gonna cook the meal or who's whatever but like all we really have to worry about is time before jesus and a shared meal whether that means someone brings it if it's a potluck or if it's at a restaurant or a bar afterward we just need conversation to happen after we spend time with Jesus together. And I think that that, like, organic things happen mm-hmm. there. Because Jesus speaks to us, and then we speak to each other. Yeah. What good can't come from that? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> did, I, did I say that right? I think so. How can good not come from that? Yes. So thinking, okay. <laughs> like, no, I said that wrong. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't going to this. I hadn't thought about how what like what we've been discussing with sort of our group, how it apply. Yeah, and how like we need we need to put community relationships first before anything else. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what it's all about. It's yeah. about these relationships with one another and digging deep into them. Yeah. I think I say digging deep almost once a podcast. <laughs> it's probably getting really annoying, but it's what um, I do. Yeah. So I was just thinking, like, oh, we've really strayed. But, like, going back to my initial point about, like, how uh, when the priest takes communion, that's when Mass is said to be celebrated. That totally makes sense when you think of this sacrifice is being offered on behalf of all of us, you know? So mm-hmm. if you understand that that priest up there is offering this on our behalf for us as a community, as a body, as somebody has a relationship with, sort of like the head of the household is offering this up, then it's like, yeah, absolutely, that makes sense. That, like, um, he's offering this for us, like, and I'm also, you know, allowed to receive communion, you know. And you're able to participate in that. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's not, it didn't stray as far as I thought it did. Yeah. No, I think it's a really beautiful thing. And we learned that the world media families, and even since then, that, like, how important the father's role is Mm -hmm. in the direction of the family um that like if the father converts they have like a 95 percent chance of the family converting where Mm -hmm. if it only the mother converts only like five percent of families convert i don't think it was those exact stats but it It was was extreme it was a big difference it was a very very big difference it might have been 85 or 15 anyway wait so that um is translated in like 
how big of an effect the priest of a parish, the pastor specifically, mm-hmm, has on his congregation. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time when we like had just moved to this parish, we were uh, out at dinner one night after going to the trampoline park. Yep, which uh, which Holly couldn't do because she was pregnant. Still, still <laughs> uh, mad about it. <laughs> um, and I was asking the priest who came with us, who wasn't he was the parochial vicar at our parish. He wasn't the pastor. Um, and I said, because we were talking about parishes, and I said, how much, you know, how much of that does the pastor actually control? We were frustrated about the music oh, that about was played. the parish we are currently going to. They would always just use, like, Psalm 23 instead of the psalm for, for the lectionary. Yeah, they wouldn't use the psalm from the lectionary. Yeah. Oh, um drove me crazy. And I was asking, how much of that does the priest really, like, control? Because I've heard stories about how, like, a priest will come in and, like, oh, the music minister handles all this and you can't ask them to make any changes. And he was like very like seriously and directly was like the pastor sets the tone for his parish. Like he is in charge. He mm-hmm. is setting the tone. And I think it's true like as the father of this larger family, he is setting the tone and he is setting the example. So, yeah. So it kind of makes sense that he's our he's our father in the you know in in our parish in this in our spiritual lives. Mhm. You know, I'm leaving this conversation so thankful and so um, uh, full of love for our parish because I'm just like, okay, I'm I'm in this parish. We're in it, mm-hmm. and I want to care for these people a lot more than I ever than I have before because I've never really thought about this before. I'll be real. <laughs> I think it's obvious you didn't think about it. Before. <laughs> just kidding. This is a great podcast. <laughs> thought about like we kind of have a responsibility to one another and if we all lose like uh fall back on our responsibilities then we all lose Mm -hmm. so we all need to kind of man up and take care of one another yeah and not not just certain people who are like super in need everybody yeah you know i could think that the poor obviously need um a lot of assistance and we should focus on them a lot but I've always only ever thought of like really caring for the poor, really caring for the downtrodden or the mm-hmm. the lesser and stuff. But like, we need to care in small ways for everybody. Yeah, and and that has a huge impact. Right. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm we're gonna be better at this. Yeah. Maybe we're gonna we're, stop going yeah. to other churches for mass. Yeah. Maybe we should, even if it fits our schedule schedule better. I mean. I think that maybe we have to. Yeah. Well, well this is a conversation. For, <laughs> we're for we're going to take this off the air. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm really glad that we talked about this. I, as I said at the beginning, I didn't really understand it. <laughs> <laughs> I kept saying, okay, explain it to me again. <laughs> and I took notes and told it to Daniel and did the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> um, or went in the opposite direction. Yeah. But I'm really glad that we talked about this because I, hopefully... We can get to be, I think that our church needs this. Yeah. Our church as a whole. Yeah. So your home, your homework is figure out a way to, to make, to improve the relationships you have with your parish Mm -hmm. and your fellow parishioners and with your pastor, you know? Yes. And sometimes it's sort of awkward and like, hi, my name is Daniel. Invite your pastor over for dinner. Yeah. That's always been my dream. I've never done it. (laughs) Well, because we're always eating at the rectory. <laughs> right. But, like, I just think that's that's the dream is to have your pastor over for dinner. And that's, how, be it, that that's close. how it should be. Yeah. And, I, again, I think that's the trouble with huge parishes is that's not yeah. always possible. But So I take back what I said about big parishes earlier. <laughs> it just takes me a second to get there. I know. But this is why it's a conversation. It is. It's a dialogue. It's a dialogue. <laughs> we're opening it up for derision. Just kidding. What was that word? Derision. <laughs> like to be derided? I don't Descent? know. Is that what you meant? I don't know. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. <laughs> so deep. All right, we're going to stop it there. <laughs> she's actually trying to say division, but she's said derision. I don't derision. know what no. the heck I was trying to say. Um, but yeah, so here's your homework. Yeah, get to know your priest better, get to know your parishioners better. And really, when you're, when you're going to Mass receiving communion, really mm-hmm. think that this is all of us together. This isn't just me going up there to receive it. 
this you know physically this is the the best way we can represent us all partaking of the same uh body and blood of christ where in reality it's sort of like when that priest is receiving it and the mass is you know valid and celebrated there we're all receiving it but we can't all be up there nibbling on it because that'd be kind of weird <laughs> so yeah keep that in mind i'm gonna do a painting of that i was all nibbling on the of us all receiving i don't know how we can do it <laughs> <laughs> maybe like flowing through the the church as the priest is receiving yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, guys, just go out and love your neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically your parishioners. Um, yeah. Anywho. Yeah. If so, that's it. We're that's stopping. All we got. No, no more. Yeah, we no gotta, mas. We need uh, to stop talking. <laughs> um, if you have any feedback or questions or if you have a good question, maybe we'll answer it on air. Huh? Yeah. Listener question. Because we definitely seem like know-how people. <laughs> well, maybe a question about us or for us deep personal questions we'll answer them on air we really holly likes it i love it we're an open (laughs) book ask us questions uh but if you have any of those questions any or regular questions (laughs) or feedback uh please email us at halfway saints podcast at gmail.com follow us on twitter at halfway underscore saints like us on facebook and we will be back next time Uh uh-huh (laughs) <laughs> I'll be back. Holly's on the fence. <laughs> uh, bye, guys. Have bye a great week. Wife.